Good morning, or good evening, that's what it is, good evening. My name is Mike Palmer, and if you were listening to Chris earlier, I am not the senior pastor here, I am the pastoral intern, so you guys are in for a treat. Anyway, we're going to be looking at John eight twelve this evening, so if you guys would turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 8, verse 12. I'll turn there too, so we hopefully get there at the same time. All right, John eight twelve. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world, and whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you have given us your word, which is truth. And it is what we deeply need here in this world. We ask, Lord, that you would open up our hearts and our minds to receive your word this, uh, this evening. You promise that you will do your work. And so I pray that you would help me to get out of the way and, and allow you to, to work. Holy Spirit, please apply this truth to our lives and let us uh, see the beauty and glory of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Amen. And so a few years ago, my family and I were able to go and explore the Green Grotto Caves over in Jamaica. And as we were going through the exploration, we were just moving deeper and deeper into the cave. And the height of the exploration, at least in my opinion of what the the guide was trying to communicate to us, was when he took us to the belly of the cave. And so when we arrived there, you could see that there was no natural light coming into this part of the cave. The only reason why we were able to see the beauty of the inside of this cave was because there were a bunch of light bulbs that were hanging, hanging in, the, in, the, in, in there and helping us to see. But in order for us to get the full experience, what he wanted to do was shut off all the lights. And so he had us get close together And he shut off all the lights. And immediately we were engulfed in this thick black darkness. It was was actually so dark I couldn't make out any shapes of the people who were next to me. I couldn't see my hands right in front of my face. It was was just, it was crippling. And the reason why I bring this memory up is because actually here at Northside we have been looking at this theme throughout this Advent season of out of darkness, light. And... So this verse tells us that we see a light coming into the world. And this is important for us to to take into consideration because what the Bible teaches is that we are actually born into uh, this thick, blinding darkness. And you know we see that this is not so true with uh, it being a physical darkness, but it is more of a spiritual darkness. And in fact, it is this darkness that has deeply messed up the world that we live in, and has deeply messed up everything within us as well. And so you see the Bible teaches that, or has darkness being represented as evil and chaos and death, whereas light is life, goodness, and wholeness. And so just like any green plant, we need light to live. And we just have encountered a problem We see that there is a darkness that we are born into, which means that we don't get this light. If we were to put a a plant inside a closet, we would know what would happen, right? Not getting any light from the sun, it wouldn't be able to flourish or live. Instead, it would wither and it would decay. 
And that's why this verse is, is startling, and it should be, because Jesus says that he is the light of the world. He is the light that we need to live. And so, how exactly does that have a bearing for us today on Christmas Eve, sitting in this room? Well, I'm, I'm sure that most of you will agree that we do live in a world that is dark, and a world that is broken. We don't have to look too far to be able to see this. If we, even if we just look at um, our history in America, as we look at the, some significant events that have uh, marked our history, we see that we have the Revolutionary War, we have slavery, the Civil War, World War I, World War II, some things that, that, that comprise of humans killing other humans in this chaos of, of war. Humans are, were owning other humans and treating them as property, selling them. And, and, and that, that doesn't just stop here. This, this still going on in this world. We see that we live in a dark place. And those are just a couple ways that we see that. Even if we were to just go and turn on the news tonight, we could see that we do live in a dark place. However, we are often taught to think that this evil is for those people who are out there. They're the ones who, who commit that. However, the Bible teaches that it actually stems from within our own heart. You see, in Mark chapter 7, Jesus speaks these words and he says, For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. There are so many things that are listed off here. He says all these evil things come from within. And they defile a person. This statement is not just concerning those evil people out there, but all of humanity. Not just Hitler or ISIS or Kim Jong-un, but, but me and you. And that is why there is this darkness and chaos that is outside, but it also is within us and we are restless. And it drastically affects our life. You see, it separates us from the one who is light. In life, it separates us from God. And the fact is that John says earlier in his gospel in chapter 3 that we actually love this darkness more than the light. We are like that plant that desires to be put in this closet away from where life actually is. And that, that should kind of make us uncomfortable. That's not a, that's not a good thing. That is, that is scary, actually. And so you see, the Bible teaches us that our lives kind of revolve around two things. They either revolve around ourselves, or they revolve around God. Who, and, and God is life and wholeness. The, the Bible teaches He is perfect in love. He is the one who we have been created to have our lives revolve around. Because when they revolve around Him, that love that He has shown to us, it actually overflows out into our lives and into uh, the way in which we relate to other people. However... Naturally, we find ourselves, uh, our lives revolving around ourselves. And again, because we love to seek after this darkness, what we really are seeking after is a, is a prison of pain and shame and chaos. You know, this self-centeredness that we, we find ourselves living in doesn't only bring pain to ourselves, but it also brings pain to others. And others who live self-centered lives, they, they cause us pain as well. There is this chaos that goes around when we just live 
for ourselves. One way we can think about this is as if we are trapped in that cave in the belly with the lights off and we are groping around in the darkness seeking to find life, seeking to find meaning and purpose. But because we cannot see anything, because we cannot make out any shapes, we keep getting beat up. We keep running into the jagged rocks that are, that are spaced out in the cave and they cut us or as we stumble around. Or maybe we're running around and someone else runs and slams into us, causing us uh, to be knocked down. And the thing is, though, sometimes we enjoy this thrill of running around in the darkness because it makes us feel alive. Right? And sometimes the faster we run, the more numb we become to the pain that we actually live in a really dark place. And after time goes on, this running starts to get tiring. We start to get restless. This darkness starts to become crippling and we're faced with the question, is there any hope of making it out? And so, do you feel that way today? Do you feel as though you keep running around in life looking for things that are going to bring you peace and bring you joy? And yet, in the long run, you you find that that maybe they'll last for a little bit, but they keep leaving you empty, keep leaving you looking for more. Maybe for some of you, it's being accepted by your peers, by those who you work with, wanting to be known by them and be looked at as a cool guy or a, an awesome person, right? Maybe it's some, for some of you it is living stress-free, seeking to live in a life, in a, in a, in a, have a life where there is no more stress and I just get to relax and be comfortable all the time. Sometimes it can be seen in striving after having the perfect family. And we keep trying to do these things and we find that they leave us feeling empty. And the reason why we seek after these things is because they mask the fact the, the true problem we face, which is that we are broken, that we need to be made whole. And so this is why we must consider the claim that Jesus makes in this verse, because it is the greatest news to those who find themselves in a dark and broken world with dark and broken hearts. He says that he is the light of the world. He is the light that we need for life. And what does light do when it comes into contact with the darkness? It drives it out. So this darkness that we find ourselves in, he has come to rescue us out of. Those who are trapped, he comes and he drives it away. He casts out the darkness of sin so that we can be led out of the belly of that cave to everlasting life. So the question is, what is everlasting life? The Bible says everlasting life is having a perfect, loving relationship with the God who created all things. The one who gives us purpose and meaning. The one who is light and in him there is no darkness. And so you see, we have all felt the pain of living in a dark and broken world. Those in this congregation, we have experienced death of loved ones. We have experienced disease that either ails um, us or someone close to who we love. There may be a debilitating pain that you experience maybe based on just growing old or the foolish decision that someone has made. You see, maybe even you have experienced being hated, being hated because of your ethnicity, 
being hated because of your political affiliation, even being hated maybe because you struggle with your sexuality. You might have been cheated, you might have been betrayed, you might have been slandered, you might have lost friends. We've experienced this deep brokenness. And maybe even you um, harbor some hate towards those around you as well. You see, we need light to come in, to fix us, to make us whole, to give us life again. And Jesus is the light who brings life. He reorients our lives so that they now revolve around God, the one who gives us meaning and purpose. So you see, Jesus came to disrupt the darkness that we live in. And this means that he will, in some way, disrupt our lives. I can't tell you that once you turn from your sin and the the darkness that is within and and seek after Christ, that you're going to have a life that is full of sunshine and rainbows. You can ask any Christian in here, and they will tell you that their life has probably gotten harder since they become a Christian. So, how is this then good news? Well, Jesus brings us something that we never had as we run around in this dark cave. And he brings us hope. You see, that hope is an eager expectation that we will be brought out of the darkness and pain that we find ourselves in here in this world. Hope is that eager expectation that Jesus is leading us out as he promised he will do. And the reason why he can lead us out and the reason why we can trust him is because he is the one who came in to this world, this dark world, to bring his light. And not only did he take on the darkness for us on the cross when he died and he buried our sins, but when he rose again and he ascended into heaven, he sent his light forward into our hearts to break up the darkness that is within there. That way we might experience life through Christ. And so now as we stumble after the light, We have uh, the hope that he is also healing all of those scars that we have uh, incurred from stumbling around in the darkness for so long. And you see, this is what Christmas is all about. It is about the true light coming into the world, bringing us life and hope and peace. He He is rescuing those who are children of darkness and making them children of God, children of the light. And so if you would, turn with me in your Bibles to Revelation 21. It's the last book of the Bible, and it's actually the second to last chapter. And we're going to look at the promise that Jesus has secured when he, um, by coming into this world. So it's Revelation 21, and we're going to start at verse 1. He says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard it with a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more. For the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. That darkness 
that was he, he is driven away. So hear this good news of what Christmas reminds us of, that the true light has come to bring us new life. To all those who are darkened in their sin, who can run to him and have the light of life. And so if you are a Christian in here, rejoice, for this is your king, this is your God, this is your savior. And he is coming back. That is what we remember as well this time of year. But for those of you who are in here who may be hearing this for the first time or who have heard this over and over again, I encourage you, please take this into consideration. Test and see whether this proves to be true. Don't just dismiss it, but but take some time to reflect upon it. And know this, know that it does require a response. But that Jesus is not held back by any darkness within our own hearts because in fact his light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. With that, let's pray.